there, and welcome back to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. And we are going to be talking about the Mandalorian, Mando, Din Djarin, the man of many names. <laughs> and we're both really excited about it, but first we're going to start off with a new segment. That one we're just kind of floating out there. We're going to test out and do it for a few episodes, see if you guys like it. So mm-hmm. this segment is called Star Wars Lines. And in essence, what we're doing is Josh is going to read me a line from Star Wars that he picked out. One easy one, one hard one. And I have to try to guess who said it. It's kind of like whose line is it anyway. Um, but Star Wars <laughs> version of it. And uh. this is going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Josh, why don't you get us started on the easy one first? Okay, so the first one is no disintegrations. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is very clearly Darth Vader. Okay, when? To make it a little bit more challenging. Okay, well, whoa, 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 you're doing <laughs> that is since it was episode... Since it's easy. <laughs> that is episode five when he gives the bounty hunters the assignment to capture Han Solo and the other rebel scum. And who is he saying it to? It was specifically to Boba Fett. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since it was so easy, I thought it was just fitting for this episode since we are talking about the Mandalorian. Yes, it is. I've got one that's kind of fitting. It's a little bit of a theme. I went with it as well. My easy one were or is. The negotiations were short. Mm-hmm. Who said it? Okay. Oh, okay. I know it's in episode three. Nope. Correct? You're already wrong. You're already, I'm already wrong. wrong. I'm disappointed oh in you. Am I? Negotiations were short. It's said by either Obi-Wan. It's definitely Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan did say it. It is Obi-Wan, but when? Oh, okay. It's in the prequels. It's got, it is. It is. It's in the prequels. Um, hmm. Why am I blinking right now? <laughs> uh, I I am disappointed oh, was, in you. It was in it was episode two. Nope, still wrong. It was episode, episode one. It was at the very one. beginning. At the very beginning, when they were sent to negotiate the release of the blockade over Naboo. Mm-hmm. I okay. And, I he, and he goes, one. "You're right. You're right, Master. The negotiations were short." Okay, okay. I, I, I was thinking of young Ewan McGregor in my head. I just want to say that. <laughs> Disappointed. All right, go with your with your tougher one. Okay. Let's see if you get this. I think, therefore I am, I destroy, therefore I endure. Oh, man. Is that? <laughs> so this character is has a similar version to him in the Mandalorian. That's why I chose this quote. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know then. He was very well, his counterpart was very skilled in the Mandalorian, but um Hey was in another movie. He was in another movie. Or I should say it was in another movie. Ooh. Uh, that we just talked about. <laughs> I d I don't know. You got me. <laughs> it was IG-88 who said it, but then who I was referencing was IG-11, who we'll talk about sometime today. (laughs) Ooh, he does kick butt. We only see him for a little bit, but he does kick butt. Yeah, well, when he's he's doing, he's on that speeder in the last episode, which we'll talk about. Uh, Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he did wreck. (laughs) He, He wrecked. 
He was one of my favorites. He was one of my favorites from the the series. I will I will say that. Now my final one is okay. I think is going to you're gonna know it, but I don't think you'll know who the person is. Uh huh. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Okay, so it's definitely a bounty hunter. Um, you're already wrong it's... about that too. No. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's not. Think uh... about the Mandalorian. Think about in the Mandalorian who says it. Who says it? Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Profession. Oh my gosh. Why am I struggling today? <laughs> you are struggling. You, are, you um, want me to tell you? Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. You said it's not a bounty hunter. Not a bounty okay. hunter. Is he the guild leader? No. But the guild leader passed on the, the bounty. So Mando had to go visit this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um the Imperial, the the big boss guy. Yep. Right. Do you know what his name is, though? I do not know his name. I, I totally blanked. It's I watched the Mandalorian two times, but you know, and uh, I I can't remember his name, and I am blanking. He doesn't it. have a name. It's literally oh. his name is literally the client. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I told you it was going to be a little obscure. I went for uh. it. That is a great line, though. Bounty hunting uh, is a complicated profession. Yes. Okay, now I, I can hear it in my head. Yep. I should just it, go with... I, you know what I learned from this segment, this this first segment that we're doing this? That what? I need to go with my gut. Because yes. I imagined these characters that said it. Well, okay, the second one came later. But with Obi-Wan, young o- Ewan in episode one, I was picturing it in my head. I'm like, I could see... I, I remember seeing him do saying that. And I'm just disappointed in myself. Just wanna, just wanna throw that out there. <laughs> it, it, this is gonna be tough. I, I actually kind of like it. It humbles us, you know. It humbles yeah. the podcaster. It's true. <laughs> but anyhow, we are discussing Mando today. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Again, it's called Star Wars Lines. Let us know how you felt about it. If you liked it, if you didn't, if you want us to move on, if you think we're just pathetic because we couldn't get those lines that you knew and you were screaming into your phone, let us know about it. But now we're going to discuss Din Jaren, the Mandalorian, my second favorite bounty hunter. Josh, where do you rank him? Uh, he's up there, probably second favorite. I mean, like you said in our last episode about Cad Bane, we still don't know a lot about him, but he is a very, very skilled bounty hunter. I'm going to go with Ruthless. Ruthless. And the reason why, the first thing I think about is him sniping the Jawas. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's why. I, that's why I chose that quote. I'm like, no disintegrations, and he's the one who disintegrates. <laughs> How many Jawas? <laughs> and and he and then he goes like, I don't think they like me. I wonder why. <laughs> Whatever could have caused you to not be liked by the Jawas? You killed my brother, a sister Jawa. <laughs> oh my god! You killed more than that. You killed the brother, the sister, the aunt, the uncle, the kids. I. I it goes on and on. <laughs> How, how does but, Jawa families work? <laughs> I just want to ask that. I think that that's going down the rabbit hole, and that's something we can explore. <laughs> I could not imagine going down the rabbit hole of how Jawa families work. I'm sure that there's some fan fiction out there that actually depicts it, but I'm not, I'm not going down there. Um, it is worth noting for all of you listeners out there, when Josh and I first started floating around the idea of doing a Star Wars podcast... We recorded a couple of test episodes, mm-hmm. and the very first one that we recorded was actually of the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. 
that was when we were still testing on the format and how we wanted to discuss this. Um, yeah. And I'm looking I... back. Oh, what'd you say? It's that when I had this fancy mic, I was using my headset mic from gaming. <laughs> yes, true, true, true. Where you're probably fantasizing about having Mando in Battlefront 2. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so when we first came up with this, this was before we even decided how we were going to kind of format our episodes. Um, but we had a bunch of notes. And I was looking back at some of my notes, and I think it is hilarious because there's some notes that are word-for-word word stuff that we discuss in our current episodes, like our episodes that did air. One of my first notes, which I think is hilarious, is better than the Fets, Cad Bane still best bounty hunter. <laughs> and that's what you said last week. <laughs> and that is exactly what I said last week. And that was before I even looked at these notes. I completely forgot what I had written down even, um, which I just thought was hilarious. But yes, I believe Mando is the second best bounty hunter what are your thoughts and like why why do you you see him as a skilled bounty hunter way above the fets i gotta say but what makes him the mandalorian i mean like you said before he is ruthless he takes all the jobs he wants all the jobs from the guild and he definitely sticks to whatever he believes in because you know to pretty much bring back well baby yoda or the child and then eventually just kind of take him back to safety and then kind of on the run with with baby Yoda and you know he's got that whole arc with that and I mean it's he's definitely he gets the job done and we see that yeah. throughout the the series the one thing I thought was kind of interesting was what you brought up about constantly wanting more of the jobs and I didn't mm -hmm. really think about it until now but the reason why he wants all those jobs is to restore the honor and the the guild you know the Mandalorian yeah way this is the way you know yeah like the, he wants to he wants to restore that so that's why he's like what seems like he's hogging all the jobs because he's the best bounty hunter which he is of the uh bounty hunter guild that's in uh mm -hmm. navarro is it yes yeah, navarro so. um navarro yeah so he is doing that to put more funds into the mandalorian tribe and revamp it which I, I never really clicked with until just now for the most part. Um, and that's actually coming from one of my notes. So I said trying to restore House Vizsla because as we know, he is House Vizsla, even though he's a foundling. Yeah, he's a foundling. So that means that he was found as a child. I think it was, I forgot which battle it was, but there was a uh, droid gunship that and and uh, super battle droid that were that. I think killed his parents, and then he was in like this little storage unit, and then the the pre Vizsla or the Death Watch or um, whatever Mandalorian set they found him and acquired yep, him into it, it was Death Watch the, into the guild, well into the Mandalorian uh, creed. So I actually have a note about that. Mm -hmm. We still don't know what planet he's from, so. Yeah, I think it goes with good fashion that there is no name for the planet, Josh. Yeah, we have a rare opportunity here. We can name this planet for fun. <laughs> you want to do it? <laughs> yep. What are we naming this desert Tatooine esque planet? It's got a little bit more that green. Mando is around. It's a little, got a little bit. More it has a little green. bit. <laughs> um, what are we naming this planet? Greeno. <laughs> Greeno. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Um, okay, I guess the Mando, you guys heard it here first. Mando is from Greeno. Because <laughs> it's like Greenland. And then Oh Greeno. my gosh. Green oh. Greenland is like a majority ice. That's the whole point. Oh, it's like he's from like oh. a little desert. He's it's still got a little bit more green than Tatooine. Okay. But <laughs> Okay. Alright, alright, we're going with it. Greeno is officially the planet that Mandalorian the Mandalorian Din Jaren is from. If you we're locking that in. If you like my name, <laughs> please shout out to us and give us some feedback. <laughs> you know what? I there's been times here where I was like, if we get, you know, large enough, we get enough listens that we can officially like have some merch ideas, and that is going to be... I'm writing this down now. Listen to my pen click. <laughs> that is me clicking my pen and writing down Greeno <laughs> as an official merch idea. Way to go, Josh. <laughs> you know, you know, all these, these t-shirt ideas are going to be from, from me and you. <laughs> it's going to be the memes. It's going to be the memes. Uh, uh, okay, well, moving on off of that. You, so the very... Greeno. <laughs> uh, you know what? I actually think we should cut the commercial break. We're going to need a minute to recapture ourselves. So we'll see you guys back in a minute. And we're back. And Josh, I, uh, memes aside, that was that was a spectacular meme. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I'm like, oh, you're probably like gonna gonna trash the name, but I was I was pleasantly surprised that you liked it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but um, w- one note I do have mm-hmm. is about the dark saber. Okay. And how that's going to relate. Because obviously, as we know, House Vizsla had one Darksaber, and it has appeared in multiple Star Wars canonverse. And I think that we know we know that the Siege of Mandalore begins in two days for us um, with when we're recording this. And I think we are we're going to see Moff Gideon appear in this upcoming... We might even see Mando, to be honest. Well, he's just a, ki- he's just might- a kid. But you might see him in the background. Oh, that would be a good Easter egg. Yes. <gasps> I, I, yeah, I think this is happening. I, I, I have been theorizing this for like the past week and I had to resist telling you to save it for this episode. That, that. I think, I think we see Mando in Clone Wars because it's tying in the Darksaber and Moff Gideon. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's just, that's amazing. And I'm I'm just laughing because I'm like, that took a lot of strength out of to not say anything for a whole week. I have been so, this has been a working theory of mine and I've been getting pumped. I was watching the episodes and we were seeing the siege mm-hmm. and you, I just feel it. I just feel it. <laughs> and, and I think that that'd be, why else are they ending the arc on the siege of Mandalore? Doesn't it? I'm other than bringing Ahsoka back and tying in and finishing off that character line with leading up to um, Revenge of the Sith, but I think it's because they want to incorporate how they're going to be using Mando going forward. If they are following the model that Marvel has set up, where they have different characters that lead into like the different movies lead into one another, 
And I think that they're starting to do that with Star Wars. And I think that's going to start with Mando appearing in the Siege of Mandalore as a kid. That would be awesome. Is this where the great Mandalorian purge starts? I think this is where it starts. I don't think we see the full extent of it until we see Moff Gideon come well, back. Well, yeah, that would, I that think... would be after Rebels because Sabine and like the Ren clan, as we talked about in a Sabine episode, uh, they're yeah. still prominent throughout the Empire, even though some of them have taken the Empire side because they're kind of forced to, but then they yeah. um, they defect. I think but... I, well, because we don't see Moff Gideon ahead of time, but what we do know is like Admiral Yularen, we you see Emily Yularen, you see Tarkin as generals and admirals in the Republic. Yeah. I think if Moff Gideon becomes a Moff Gideon like he does, I think we might see him in the Republic. He might be part of the assault crew of some degree of some leadership as just as just a little easter egg nothing crazy but just an yeah because i couldn't see them having like a whole like scene with gideon and like well that would that would be probably in the mandalorian season two or season three where uh dinjarin has a flashback of moff gideon like meeting him as a kid or something like that because i i think maybe would we tell that he would be there unless it was at like the end of the credits because he I think what he said that he 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 didn't take off his helmet after a certain age, right? Age eight or something like that. Or yes, correct. But I th- I think it would be very clear because I think that they could easily do something like with the siege of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. They could have it be where they just say, "Din, go hide," and we would know yeah. that would be it. Because, well, I'm gonna be listening yeah. for it, <laughs> and now maybe you out there listening will be listening for it yeah. too. Um. Um, but I think that there's a chance. I, I'm not saying no. I'm thinking there's a chance. Uh, so talking about the character just a little bit, going back into the Mandalorian. Uh, is, is that okay? Can we, can we go back into the... Uh, I'm still theorizing in my head, so you're going you're gonna to have to leave <laughs> okay. this a little bit. So, I mean, he, like we started off, he is very skilled in um, the bounty hunter ways. He's off the bat already trying to complete a job. He has, like, similar equipment to um so like boba fett well not on well he has it on the ship he has a uh the uh carbonite chamber on his ship that was pretty cool he has like a, a vibro blade he has a flamethrower cable he has like all the standard mandalorian uh equipment and attire eventually i don't know how i feel about having a carbon freezing chamber on board yeah after seeing how dramatic the empire was with the with um empire strikes back mm-hmm I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems like there's way larger of a process that if they were to shrink it down into that ship. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just seems like it would be easier, you know, than what they did with Luke and everything. Yeah. Yeah. On Bespin, like, that was a whole, like, room that they, they took up. And then here on the Razor Crest, they have this whole mini miniature carbonite freezing chamber. And it's like, yeah, is it really realistic? Or did they just put that in there just because they wanted to call back to empire so <laughs> it, it's fan servicey it doesn't it doesn't break the series for me or anything it's just something i kind of as you brought up i was just kind of like i don't it doesn't really work but you know it's the mandalorian and i like mandalorian mandalorian over boba fett so yeah what did you okay so originally boba fett or mandalorian you can even say from a certain point of view you can say that the first appearance of a Mandalorian was in the Christmas special, the Star Wars Christmas 
so my question is like did you they took the, one of the the big guns you know his disintegration rifle and or his rifle that he uses all the time do you think that was also fan servicey or do you think that was a good thing that they took it and finally brought it over to canon you could say i think that the hardcore nerds you and i knew about it mm-hmm. and loved it yeah <laughs> i think <laughs> i mean we got a we talked about how he just blew up jawas for so long you know yeah um I don't know. I, th- I that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed very bounty hunter esque. It seemed very outlaw esque. So I thought it was fitting. Um, I, I'm fine with it being brought into canon. I think it's pretty cool. The only thing is, obviously, it has very select amount of bullets mm-hmm. that can be used with it. So I can't imagine that there's a lot of them out there as a result. Yeah, because because the only thing would be if he had like if it was an unlimited ammo rifle like we see a lot of like the blasters have, mm-hmm. um, or where we don't see ammo being factored into it. I think then you it stands the question: Why didn't everyone use it? Yeah, because it cu- it cuts through armor, it cut through Jawas pretty effectively. Yeah, I think the reason why I think it was very limited in the technology. Like there was only only the Mandalorian maybe that had it. I'm not sure. They, you know, that's a good question. I am not sure why they didn't have, you know, more people had that that rifle, like more bounty hunters especially. I think that they played that very well. Yes. Because they may look like it had very limo am- limited ammo reserve. It was a very specialty weapon. Mm-hmm. So I think that if they were to say, like, have unlimited ammo for it, it would kind of be an indication that anyone could use it. So I'm very happy with the direction that they took it to make sure that it was it was highlighted that he only has a certain amount of shots. Yeah. I think, I mean, other than that, like, I like the placement of the vibro blade um, where they brought that in and um, he was able to use that. And he was like, he was even fighting with one of the other Mandalorians in one of the first episodes. And then mm-hmm. um, it actually turned out to be that character is like supposed to be like a, a descendant from Pre Vizsla, the, oh, wow. the person we see in okay. Clone Wars. I think I, 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 I heard that somewhere because in the credits they had like a, I, I don't remember what the name, but it had some kind of like, pre Vizsla alteration in it. And um that was uh, I was just rewatching Clone Wars and rewatching that arc with Mandal uh, on Mandalore when uh Savage and Darth Maul or sorry, Maul are taking over and Pre Vizsla ends up combating Maul and Maul takes the, the throne per se. But Yep. I think yeah, rewatching that that was pretty cool and like to see what Manda, like what Pre Vizsla and Death Watch stood for, and then to see how it converted. Well, we'll see how it converts in the new Clone Wars episode. Going back to that, but then seeing how it eventually goes into maybe even Rebels a little bit, and eventually into, um, into Mand- into the Mandalorian. So yeah, I I am a fan of the Mandalorian story arcs that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. I think that after the Mandalorian season or series wraps up whenever they decide to end it. I actually would prefer if they shifted a little bit away from the Mandalorians and the bounty hunters and started working on, I, uh, like they're kind of doing, they're kind of going to the, the old Republic a little bit or the high Republic yeah. times. And so I, I'm excited for that. Not saying I don't love bounty hunters, but I think that it's, it's good for star Wars. It's healthy for star Wars to be expanding like they are. Um, that that's just my take. Gotcha. Um, what I want to see, thinking about like the High Republic and like before Episode One, I want to see a Satine and Obi Wan. Just to just to go on a little tangent here, Satine and Obi Wan book, a comic, even I wouldn't say like a movie, but I would just say like 
you know, give us a little background about them. I mean, uh, like you said, you want to leave some stuff to the imagination, but I want to see, like, there was definitely some canon talk in in the, uh, when, at first, in the first couple episodes with Satine and Obi-Wan and, like, how uh, Obi-Wan was protecting Satine. And I just, I would like to see that, just going, talking about Mandalore and the Mandalorians and stuff like that. I'm okay with not. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with wrapping up the Skywalker saga. Incorporating Obi-Wan still kind of ties that in. And I think that the direction that Disney wants to head is a completely unexplored type yeah. of universe. They still can have it be where they go to Tatooine and the planets that we're used to. Mm-hmm. But I think exploring outside of the uh, Skywalker saga is very healthy. And they're I think they're reaping the benefits of the success with the Mandalorian season one. Yeah, And I, I know that they're going to be a little different with that in season two having ahsoka which is something we will talk about yeah but i don't know i'm i'm okay with moving past it and moving past mandalore not saying that i didn't appreciate everything that the mandalorian is going to bring but i also am open to expanding the universe as i've highlighted multiple times yeah um okay so sorry about my tangent but going back (laughs) to mando just a little qualities about him is he doesn't like droids and that's because he was attacked by droids as at a young age and killed his parents unfortunately um and then he never took off his helmet uh he did take it off well, in front of the droid is it what i'm yeah, sure you're going to yes and i'm gonna stop you right there because i do not like that mm-hmm. why i don't like it because i wanted this was my own personal thing i wanted to wait until the very last episode of the series to reveal his face. I don't think Pedro Pascal would have signed on to do a Star Wars show where he couldn't show his face. I don't think that that's realistic to ask an actor mm-hmm. who's not, you know, being a voice actor to basically be in a live action and not reveal his face. He's also a pretty big. Pedro Pascal is known for multiple things. Um, yeah. So I, I understand it, but I kind of wish that he didn't reveal his face until like the very last episode when we see everything that has gone down and now he's finally ready to maybe he abandons the Mandalorian way or something, you know, and just finally like move past his Mandalorian bounty hunter and settle down. Mm-hmm. I would have loved if that's when they revealed his like war torn face that we see. What were your thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, I, I liked I liked how they, they didn't show his face. I mean, it did show a different aspect of, you know, a Mandalorian, of the Mandalorian creed. I mean, other than that, I've talked about in, like, the Sabine episode, and even in our prior episode, like, our first airing of talking about Mando, uh, Mando uh, we see, like, a bunch of people throughout Clone Wars, throughout Rebels, take off their helmets, and they're part of the Mandalorian creed. And even in pre I was re-watching it, they take off their helmets. <laughs> so, I think that that is also interesting. I think that could be something that was more strictly adopted after the attack from the empires on the Mandalorian way. Mm-hmm. I think that that's when they went underground needing to hide their face so they couldn't be tracked by the empire and it became part of their like cult almost. Gotcha. Um, I think that that could be wh- why we see him and the rest of the Mandos in the show mm-hmm. follow that. I don't know if that's you know entirely accurate. I'm more my own theory as we've discussed. Yeah. We've theorized quite a bit yeah. today, um, but I, I I like it. I don't I don't yeah. know. I do like the fact that they hide it and that they stick to the Mandalorian way. And I understand also it's a kids' TV show. Well, kids, quote unquote. We've discussed this multiple times with uh, 
Rebels and the Clone Wars. So I get I get why they need to take off the helmets. It makes the characters less scary, but I really like that they're not doing that for the Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm thinking in the canon universe that there's got to be something that happened after maybe the events of Clone Wars or some kind of strict rule that just came into place after Episode 3, per se. Um, yeah. Another thing that I do want to talk about is just, you know, briefly, since we could have a whole episode, especially when Season 2 comes out, is just his uh, relationship, his fatherly relationship with Baby Yoda, or the child. Um, yes, it's not Baby Yoda, it is the child. Yes. <laughs> but we all know people just call the child Baby Yoda. <laughs> and we see why he decided to keep the child instead of turning him over to the Empire. And the main reason for that is because he is a foundling, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he felt that it was his duty as a foundling to take in this baby that is completely... It, well, we turned out that he's not defenseless. Yeah. But for him, he saw it as a defenseless child like he was when the Mandalorians rescued him, Death Watch rescued him. And so as a result, he needed to take him under his wing. He's not a good father. I mean, we see him messing and leaving Baby Yoda alone with the guns and ev- <laughs> Even the... Uh, but, on Tatooine in that one episode, like the garage... Uh, the garage shop worker she takes she's like oh you're such a bad father you leave the the child alone this is gonna cost you extra because you know they're all trying to make money but uh. yeah (laughs) but oh that that was one of my favorite episodes actually i really enjoyed when they went to tatooine yeah granted at the time i was like why are they going to tatooine there's so much larger universe and then i saw it you see the whole episode unfold and you're like Oh, this is fantastic. Was that episode written by Dave Filoni? I think it was. Um, I think it was. I, they'll correct us if we're yeah. wrong. Listener out there, if the Tatooine episode was written by Dave Filoni, tweet it at us. Let us know. Yeah. Um, I really like that. And it also confirms, because I remember when The Mandalorian first came out, there's a lot of fan theories out there that, oh, he's from Tatooine, he's from Tatooine, he's from Tatooine. Um, and... I think there would have been an indication that would have said something if he was from Tatooine when he returns it to Tatooine. Didn't like it didn't look like Tatooine and the way that the Hutt had control of Tatooine, so it wouldn't have been Tatooine. That wouldn't be his home planet. Because the Separatists and Republic would not have a battle there. Or the Separatists True. because the Huts had the Huts took over t- Tatooine. That's where Jabba's palace was. Yep. What I was saying was that that was a lot of fan theories out there at the start. Gotcha. And so I think that it worked. I think that the writers knew that there was a chance that people would be theorizing that Mm -hmm. just slightly because it was a desert-esque planet. And how many desert planets do we see? We see Jakku. We see (laughs) Tatooine. Tatooine. (laughs) So, So I think that they wanted to expand the universe, but they wanted to keep people guessing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I like. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of. Yeah. I mean, okay, so another thing that I do want to talk about is just his armor and, like, how he develops it and how he, like, the Beskar armor. And we've talked about that and uh, talked about it with um, Sabine and Boba Fett last, or with Cad Bane. We talked about it last week. But, yeah, what do you think? Like, are you happy they included Beskar? I mean, of course, it is prominent with the Mandalorian Creed. And do you like how he, like, achieves he builds his armor throughout the first couple episodes i think the 
the process that we see and how he builds the armor is seriously cool. I love that they it goes to like the the smith blacksmith. I think that that's really cool. And she the blacksmith is kind of like the guild leader at that point. Yeah. of the Mandal- Mandalorians, which I think is a really interesting lore aspect. I didn't exactly love that the empire turned it into currency kind of it was kind of weird to me yeah where it was pro- like it became property of the empire like i feel like they would if they know that the best armor is so strong why didn't they put it into armor well we kind of we kind of see it let me answer let me answer that for you because i was reading up on Beskar when we first you know we're doing this episode um thinking about it there was okay so mandalore and like different, there's different planets that Mandalorians are are a part of. Like there's there's Mandalore, there's there's the one from Sabine. There's there's a lot of planets out there, and a lot of these planets do contain Beskar, like the the metal, the the very rich, strong metal. So, mm-hmm. um, I was reading up that like not only like Mandalore and there's like other planets that they were just kept on mining and mining. And that's actually where the that's that's actually okay. That just came back to me. That's where the death watch, uh, where the death watch were at first when Obi-Wan was going there in the clone wars, they were, they were a mining planet or a mining moon or something like that. One of the moons or mm-hmm. it's mining, mining moon. They were, they were mining Beskar because they knew it was very, very strong and that they needed to do that. And they were kind of over mining Beskar. And then eventually when the empire took over, the Empire was buying these mines from the Mandalorians, even a little... I don't think the Republic was, but pretty much they were overmining Beskar, and that's why it was so hard to find by the time the Mandalorian show happened, because they pretty much used a lot of it, just say... I don't know if in, I don't know about if, if it was in the Death Star, but it was, I could imagine some of the Beskar could have been in the, the Death Star or any other prominent Imperial device. Yeah, okay. Kind of get it, kind of get it. Um, yeah. Not fully supportive of it, but you know what? That's okay because it is Star Wars, and so I can always just think of my own thing. <laughs> you know, like we, we came up with Greeno, we can come up with a reason why the best scar is missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could have been um, some other stuff like the mines or so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. One final note that I kind of had from my previous notes mm-hmm. was that. I wrote down potential Rebels and Mando crossover. And we got confirmed that Ahsoka is going to be in there, which is not fully Rebels, but she does play multiple roles in Rebels. So I just want to point out that I was right on that. And we've, we recorded this episode like two months ago before Ahsoka was on there. So yeah. very happy with myself. <laughs> Good job, Matt. Uh, I'm just round of applause, round of applause. We can, uh, we can put in a little like pause cue right yeah i mean we can (laughs) (laughs) um for my last notes i just have like different like toys he doesn't have that many like different like toys or action figures out there but he you know he has his lego he was in a lego set with the uh walker with cara dune doesn't have baby baby yoda or the child in it but the new one that they just released uh the razor crest has baby yoda and um I forgot what the what minifigures were in it, but that's what originally when we were going to do these podcasts, I was going to take notes on like, oh, what merchandise is out there. But there's not much for the Mandalorian himself, Din Djarin, yet. But um, hopefully sure we'll see some soon. Yeah, we'll see some soon with season two coming out and even season three. I think they're I think they're even confirmed for season three because it's just a 
It was a hit. I mean, it was it was the lead off one of the lead off shows for Disney Plus. Just want to say that. Yeah, it it was the lead off show. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that if Mando flopped, it they would have had a real hurting. Yeah. Um, I had one other kind of note, and that is, what do you think is going to happen in season two of The Mandalorian? I think that this would be a good way to kind of wrap up everything we've talked about. What would you like to see happen in season two of The Mandalorian? I mean, they have so much that they can go with because it kind of ended off like in this open, open space, right? With, with um, uh, Mando and and Baby Yoda kind of leaving, trying to find his species. Yeah. That was his new destiny. Yeah. So that that's what the uh, the Creed had or um, the the blacksmith. She told him mm-hmm. to to go and and he's his foundling now and to find either take him back to his species or to the people that um, he belongs to or, or raise him as a a Mandalorian. So I would like to see, I mean, we do know that Ahsoka is going to be in it. So maybe that's who the family, I'm going to put that in quotes, family is for baby Yoda. Um, But, and then I couldn't imagine what Ahsoka would do with, with this, with this child. But, I don't know. They have so much, so much leg room in their stories and their arcs because it's just so up in the air. Like maybe they can go look for planets. But the one thing I'm going to note that I do not want want them to do, that I do not want them to do, and Matt, you're probably going to agree with me on this one, is that I do not want them to name the species of Yoda or and or Baby Yoda because it is not named in any any source. And I think they just have to leave that alone because it's already been it's been 42 years since Star Wars was released. And I don't think they should name it. No, I agree. I, I agree. But I mean, we have the opportunity to name it. then again. <laughs> and we... I, I will not name if you ask me to name the, the species of Yoda or even like the home planet of Yoda. Normally, when I was a kid, I'd think, oh, Dagobah, because that's where Yoda was, you know, living. Yeah. But, no, if you ask me to, to look up that, I will I will not. I'm going to say that's that's got to be an empty blank space in my head for creativity, like you like, Matt. Well, I mean, Greeno would have been more fitting for Yoda species. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do in season two. But, um, like I said, I'm I'm, a, I'm Happy that they're going to include so- Ahsoka in it, and hopefully even Sabine, because we've talked about that and gone on a rant yep. on that. But I want to get your opinion on it before we wrap up here. I don't... There, There's only thing that one thing I don't want, and that I'm going to leave it up to Dave Filoni and the creators, because they did phenomenal with season one. Mm-hmm. Okay, two things I don't want. Don't want them to name the species, as we've talked about, or even find the planet. I don't want to see a planet of Yodas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want that. Mm-hmm. And then number two, I don't think Ahsoka should be training the kid yet. And I really hope that Ahsoka isn't training the kid when we see her in season two. The kid is supposed to be 50 years old and still a baby. I can't imagine that they they fast forward five years even. So at that point, the kid maybe can start to have a few words, but he should still be a baby. Yeah. And so I don't think that it's going to be Ahsoka training i hope they don't go there i hope instead it's 
kind of a Ahsoka defending the kid because she realizes this is the future of the Force before we even see Rey kind of thing. Yeah, but at this point, like, I mean, it's right after episode six, and Luke is starting off to become, like, his the master he, he eventually became to be and eventually building his own order. I don't think that Baby Yoda or the child definitely – I don't think he was a part of that. At least I don't think. Correct. So, so, so I think that it's going to be Ahsoka. I like I said, I I wanted it to be across paths, and then they go their separate ways. Maybe make it an episode or two of Ahsoka, but it sounds like it's going to be way more Ahsoka. So I don't, I just don't want that. That's like my only stipulation. I don't want her to be starting to train the kid, and I don't think they will do that. But I just wanted to. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. Um, Okay, well, I think we we talked a lot. And had a lot of laughs about Mando. Way Greeno. Greeno, Greeno. Definitely going to be a merch item later. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So let's talk about who we're doing next week. And Matt, do you want to say who we're doing next week? I will gladly do that. We are discussing Jin Urso. Stardust. Rogue One. I like Jin. I'm excited. I do like regular gin too. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this is a non-explicit show. <laughs> I kidding. am of age, sir. I am of age. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm excited to talk about Jin and her story, and definitely about maybe about even a little bit about her different edits. I don't have any fun facts about her, at least other than what you probably already know. But we'll save that for next week's episode. Yes, definitely. Um, and in the meantime, you guys should tweet at us. I, we talked a lot about Greeno. We talked a lot about different names. So if you disagree with anything we said, if you agree with anything I said, our Twitter is wannabejedicast. That is at wannabejedicast. Send us a message. We are very responsive. I enjoy interacting with all of the listeners out there. So send us tweets. We would really appreciate it. And other than that, Josh, I think we wrapped up this episode beautifully. So I will see you guys all next week. Josh, we'll see you all next week. Take care, everyone. May the force be with you all.